Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter, wherever you are wherever and wherever you are listening. Hope you're having a great start to your Thursday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSB, and across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is this. Last night, in terms of the action on the field, it was certainly a fun night. A 14-6 victory for the Braves over the Marlins. And if you've ever felt to yourself that here recently, it just seems like the Braves have had a lot of success against the Marlins, you're not wrong. Last night was the 50th time The Braves have beat the Marlins in regular season action since the start of the 2019 season. So literally over the past five years, the Braves are 27 games over 500, 50 and 23 now against the Marlins since the start of the 2019 season. Just very, very good performances. The Braves have certainly had the Marlins number, you know, in recent history. But of course, as spectacular as the Braves' offense was, on Wednesday night, and we'll discuss plenty of those details. There also was a bit of concerning occurrences as well, which we'll get to in the second half of the episode concerning episode concerning Kyle Wright as well as Michael Harris II. Some good, some bad when it comes to the injuries. But first, let's get into the action. 14 runs, 6 home runs for the Braves. And this was a game where Atlanta once again truly established that the power potential of its lineup separates it from much of the rest of the major leagues. Now, after last night's game, the Braves are one of only three teams on the season now with at least 50 home runs. And as a team, they have an ISO of 200 or better. The only two other teams that have those numbers are the Tampa Bay Rays, who have been the best team in baseball, and the Los Angeles Dodgers. So last night, we did, we didn't need a reminder of it because of how good we've seen, you know, recently Sean Murphy, Ozzy Albies, and others, you know, go with supporting our lineup. But last night was the best power display we've seen this Braves team have in quite a while. And the great thing about it is, is that the power came from some sources that have been struggling as of late. Now, Ozzie Albies had another spectacular game himself over five at-bats. He had four hits, two runs, two RBIs. He hit his ninth home run of the season. And Ronald Acuna Jr. continued his toward hitting. He hit an 
absolute missile out to center field, 461 feet. You know Ronald Acuna Jr. is locked in. He is now starting to hit home runs at a pretty regular rate. And not only that, he's hitting them 450 feet. You've got his, you know, shot to the third deck at City Field on Monday. And now, of course, the one that he launched last night in Miami for 461 feet to center field. But Ozzie Albies contributed, um, you know, his ninth homer of the year. Ronald Acuna Jr., his sixth. But the other really fun news is that the other four home runs came from sources that have been struggling as of late, whether it be coming back from injury or just struggling overall at the plate. Marcelo Zuna had the best night of anyone at the plate. A grand slam in the first inning followed by a solo home run late in the game. He had two home runs and five RBIs on the night. Austin Riley is starting to look more comfortable at the plate. He launched his sixth home run in the season. And of course, Michael Harris the second. And it's especially good to see for Michael Harris because it was off a of southpaw, he hit his first home run of the year. So it was the usual people who have been producing well as of late. Both Albies and Ronald Acuna Jr., the best duo of best friends in baseball. Been a while since I've been able to say that. But also, it's great to see that the power was supplied by Ozuna and Riley and Michael Harris. And hopefully, those are some sources that can get going. And like Stephen Tolbert, co-host of the podcast to be named later, mentioned, if we could get Austin Riley going with this lineup, there's some really special things that this lineup can get taken care of. So it was just a great night to see. And again, it's wonderful to see that this Braves offense can find multiple ways to win. Again, the best power performance that we've seen, you didn't even need the usual contributions from Sean Murphy or, or, or Matt Olson or others. The Bra you know, Kevin Pillar continued his excellent uh, start to the season as well with three hits himself. You know, we talked about on Tuesday, seven of the Braves' nine regulars got base hits. Well, last night, all nine of the Braves' regulars had a base hit on the evening. Overall, 18 hits on the night. So just a completely dominant performance from this Braves lineup. It's always good to have that going on, especially when the Braves run into ran into some unexpected issues when it came to their starting pitching and Kyle Wright's injury on Wednesday night. So the great thing about it for the Braves is that now at 21 and 10, and their offense really separating itself, the other great thing is, is that coming off of their split doubleheader against the Mets, the Mets yesterday also lost a doubleheader. They lost both games in the doubleheader to the Tigers. So the other really fun news that, that developed from last night is that the Braves, 31 games into the season, so as of... Uh, May 4th, and may the 4th be with each of you. Um, <laughs> the big thing about it is, is that the Braves now are five games up in the National League East. Now, I'm not going to make any proclamations like people who cover other teams did last year, but the Braves right now have the best record in the National League, and they also have the largest division lead of any team in the majors. So, with the unfortunate continuation 
of injuries, which again we'll get to in just a moment. The really good thing also that we saw from last night is that the Braves now have a five-game lead in the National League East. That is a great development, especially with the fact that there was a continuation of injuries last night and also the fact that the Braves have some pretty strong teams they're going to be facing for the rest of May. But speaking of the next you know, few days, and as we get into early and middle May, what do the injuries from last night, how do they impact the Braves' plans in terms of upcoming series? We'll discuss the injuries to Kyle Wright as well as Michael Harris II, and we'll also discuss a few promotions that not only could occur because of those injuries, but have occurred elsewhere when it comes to the Braves and their minor league. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So the Braves now are 7-2 over their past nine games, with the potential to make it 8-2 uh, this afternoon, as um, they will take on the Marlins and hopefully be able to, this time around, complete a series sweep unlike last week. But it's especially important that the Braves are 7-2 because if you go back to not this past weekend but the weekend before, you run into the uh, series against the Astros where the Braves experienced their first sweep at home in a series in nearly two years. The fashion in which they lost to the Astros by giving up the lead late in each game was not fun to see. But the Braves have responded by now going 7-2 all against NL East opponents. As I mentioned, they have the largest division lead in baseball right now. And the great thing about it is, is that they've been able to do it again due to their offense. The offensive outburst last night for, for the Braves was a lot of fun to see. But last night wasn't without its concerns. As a couple of you know key components to this Braves squad unfortunately experienced some injuries on the, uh, on the diamond last night. For Kyle Wright... Unfortunately, he left the game in the third inning, and the report was was that the reason for him leaving the game was him dealing with right shoulder so soreness. Now, a lot of times when it comes to pitchers experiencing, experiencing shoulder soreness early in the season, this early in the season, teams are going to probably remove them from the game, or they may go on an injured list in because the teams are just wanting to be, you know, cautionary. They want to take precaution to make sure it's nothing more than a minor ailment that rest can take care of. But as many of us know with Kyle Wright, this is a bit more concerning because of the trend that we've seen with Kyle Wright even starting last year. If you recall last year, as Kyle Wright was building up the biggest innings workload that he had experienced in his career, there were a couple of different stints in the second half of last year where the Braves gave Kyle Wright extra rest because he was dealing with what you would call dead arm or he didn't have the usual strength in his arm that would allow for him to be as effective as possible. The good thing is, is that it seemed as if it worked because Kyle Wright gave the best performance of any Braves pitcher in the playoffs. He, he threw six shutout innings in the Braves' lone playoff win against the Phillies last year. But as we worked our way through the offseason and came to spring training, Kyle Wright's spring training was delayed because of the fact that he had received a cortisone shot. 
in his shoulder in January, and he was working the strength of his shoulder back up for spring training. Now, reports were positive, and, and there was a gradual improvement in his overall availability to work, his effectiveness. He did start off the uh, regular season on the injured list, but he eventually was able to enter the rotation and had been pretty decent. He had continued to get better through his first four appearances of the season, but last night he definitely did not have his best stuff, and in the third inning after he gave up three straight hits, it looked as if pitching coach Rich Kranitz knew that something was not right. Kranitz, Snicker, the, uh, a member of the training staff all went out to talk to Wright, and it was eventually determined that his night was done, and that unfortunately he would go on the injured list with right shoulder soreness. Now, now, in terms of the seriousness or how long Wright may be out, it's really hard to determine because, again, since this has been a continuing trend that, you know, you know, you saw last year that he was dealing, you know, with arm issues, you know, he's been dealing with it, you know, to start this season. Of course, the Braves are going to make sure that whatever is, you know, keeping Wright from being at his full form, they're going to want to make sure that it gets taken care of. So however long that takes, that likely is going to be the focus of the Braves. What that may look like in terms of his next availability to be on a mound, you know, that remains to be seen. But Kyle Wright left last night's game with what was um, said to be right shoulder soreness. He Brian Snicker mentioned after the game he would be placed on the 10-day injured list. Make sure you stay tuned with BatteryPower.com to get the latest when it's available on updates on Kyle Wright. Now, while that news is certainly concerning, the other news that did occur last night, and, and this injury, you know, appeared to be a, a bit more serious uh, than, than Kyle Wright's because of the fact that, you know, no one really knew what had affected Wright when he left the game. But Michael Harris, who had just come off, it, he's been on, back on the diamond for less than a week after missing um, a few weeks with a back injury. Michael Harris was running to first base on the ball put in play. It seemed as if he hit first base awkwardly and that he suffered a knee injury. Many talked about the fact that it looked a lot like he may have hyperextended his knee, kind of like Ronald Acuna Jr. did in Boston in 2018. But the good news is that after the game, the Braves basically had removed Michael Harris from the game as a matter of precaution. He simply jammed his knee. While he likely will be out a day or two just to make sure that he's good, especially, you know, just recently coming back from injury, They, the Braves did state that Michael Harris II should not need a stint on the injured list again. So great news as far as Michael Harris II goes and that he did not suffer a serious injury. But of course, when it comes to Kyle Wright, it's a bit concerning to see that his shoulder continues to give him issues. So it looks like that Harris II will not be out for an extended period of time, maybe a day or so. But when it comes to Kyle Wright, right now it's not known how long he may be out as he tries to get his shoulder back to full health. So what does this mean for the Braves rotation, who, as we know, has certainly dealt with plenty of injuries to start this year? Well, the good news is, is that the schedule for the Braves over the next few weeks actually is pretty kind to the fact that the Braves may not necessarily have to make a lot of shuffling when it comes to their starters. One thing that we do know is that Dylan Dodd will be recalled to the Braves to make the start against the Marlins today at three at 310 Central, 410 Eastern in the series closing game. So Dylan Dodd will return to the mound for the Braves. But 
After that, after today's game against the Marlins, the Braves have three games against the Orioles over the weekend. They then have an off day on Monday, two games against Boston um, next week, and then an off game again on Thursday before they take on the Blue Jays over next weekend, which would be the 12th, 13th, and 14th of May. The fact that the Braves have two built-in off days, Scott Coleman of the Battery Power Podcast made this astute observation. The fact that the Braves have two off days next week is that they likely can go through the middle of May with basically a four-man rotation. Max Reed, Charlie Morton, Spencer Strider, and Bryce Elder basically being able to hold down the fort for the next 10 days after Dodd makes his start uh, later today for Atlanta. And of course, Rysel Iglesias is is about to make his return to the Braves. So after Dodd makes his start today for Atlanta, perhaps Iglesias then comes back to the Braves and over the next, on Friday, and then over the next 10 days, you can see the Braves be okay with four starters and nine members of the bullpen, which would be a great development for Atlanta to not have to, you know, do a lot of roster shuffling when it comes to their starting rotation. And by that time, by the time that the middle of May comes, you're then going to be able to see Atlanta then have a better idea of how long Kyle Wright may be out. And at that time, you also may see them be able to settle on who will be that fifth starter with Freed, Elder, Morton, and Strider. Could that potentially be Mike Soroka? Could it be someone else? You know, that remains to be seen. But the good news is, is that the schedule is going to be friendly to the Braves to kind of sort out their pitching over the next week plus and allow for once they reach the middle of May to have a better idea of how their starting rotation will look long term. So the injuries last night, definitely a bit of a concern. It's not a lot of fun to continue to see these injuries impact Atlanta. But while the news for Kyle Wright is definitely concerning, thankfully the schedule is going to be kind for the Braves for them to be able to sort out their starting pitching as the next few weeks go on. And of course the good news with Michael Harris II is that he should be back at some point this weekend. Uh, you know, from you know what appeared to be a scary knee injury, he should be just fine. So with the injuries, so with the injury that occurred to Kyle Wright, Dylan Dodd will be taking the mound today in Atlanta for the Braves going against Jesus Lazardo. Now, how long Dodd will remain in the majors, you know, remains to be seen. But that'll be another interesting promotion. You know, Dylan Dodd did start off the season with the Braves. He had his ups, had his downs. The Braves are just looking for him to do a good job against the Marlins today to keep the Braves in the game to where hopefully their offense can win it once again. So Dodd will get the start. He will be promoted back to the Major League squad to get the start on Thursday. And once his once his day is done today, it'll remain to be seen what eventually happens with him. And again, how the Braves will sort out their bullpen and starting staff before the weekend series against the Orioles. But speaking of promotions, another exciting one occurred down on the farm earlier this week when it came to the Braves. And that concerned starting pitching prospect A.J. Smith Shaver. Now, while Shaver may not necessarily be the top prospect you know, in terms of many outlets when it comes to the Braves as of right now, make no mistake about it. A.J. Smith Shaver is right now the it prospect 
in the Braves minor league system. Getting the promotion to AA, you heard Garrett Spain and you've heard many others talk about he truly is right now the prize of the Braves minor league system and his performance certainly consistently backs that up. Another excellent start to the season, getting a very aggressive, at the age of 20, a very aggressive promotion to AA. And while I'm not necessarily saying we're going to see a meteoric rise for Smith Shaver like we saw for um, Spencer Strider in 2021 into 2022. I think it's kind of unfair to put those expectations on the on Smith Shaver. He definitely is starting to emerge as clearly being the best up-and-coming prospect in the Braves system. And I would imagine you would likely start to see him start to crack some top 100 lists as well. Not necessarily saying we'll see him this year at any point in time, but it's great to see that, that a prospect that many had pegged as truly being one that will emerge as the best prospect in the Braves system this year has lived up to those expectations. So if you'd like to keep up with the Braves minor league system, make sure you get the chance to see A.J. smith Shaver as much as possible because he certainly seems to be on the fast track through moving to, through the minors with how productive and special he has been on the mound. But the Braves have the chance to also have a special occurrence happen for them in the majors. Their chance to once again get a series sweep. Unfortunately, they didn't do it last time, last week against the Marlins. Maybe they'll be able to get it done this time, being going 8-2 and two then over their past 10 games, and it'll be a great way for them to uh, get through this road trip against NL East opponents. And despite the injuries from last night, being able to get a series sweep makes it a bit better as they return home for the start of a homestand against the Orioles over the weekend. And we'll have you covered here on the Battery Power Podcast Network, the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the podcast to be named later. You can find all this great content at batterypower.com, at batterypowersbn, and free on all forms of not only social media, but also as well as wherever you get your podcasts. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content from us. Make sure to stay tuned for all the injury news and updates when it comes to Kyle Wright, Michael Harris II, and others, and obviously any other develops that concern the Braves. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer.